I'll save us the cliches of mentioning how monumental the year 2020 was, but I wanted to wrap up the year with a bit of a personal reflection and the vision for this podcast and platform as we enter our second season and 2021. Join me and my guest, Norris Narsa, my husband, this podcast producer, and hands down my favorite person in the world, reflect on 2020 over a New Year's Eve cocktail. I just want to mention and give a special thanks to everyone who has been listening and has made humanly possible future of work conversations a platform for having the right conversations and helping leaders re-envision the traditional workplace. I'm so grateful for you all. Thanks for listening and cheers to an optimistic and prosperous 2021 as we continue to build human-centric workplaces, better leaders, and thriving communities. Well, 2020 has been quite the year. Hello. And so usually on my podcast, we have guests, uh, but this is a permanent guest of mine in my home. (laughs) So Norris is my husband. That's me. And uh, I figured it would be fitting to do a little bit of a 2020 reflection and recap on the year. We had 10, nine fabulous guests. Um, for 2020, we started the podcast back in October, and it was birthed from, I don't know, interesting word choice, but it was uh, conceived from COVID-19. <laughs> and birthed. <laughs> it was conceived from COVID-19, and my background as a... Um, Before anyone gets any ideas, babe, I think you should have another drink of alcohol. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely drinking alcohol. There, there's no birthing and conceiving. <laughs> yeah. But um, the, the podcast was conceived from COVID-19 and my background in organizational and workplace psychology. But I think we can't help but uh, observe the, the drastic events that happened this year and uh, wanted to take the time to reflect just personally. Uh, and Norris is always a good conduit to uh, getting the creative thoughts Flowing. So I first, thought, first thought, ladies and gentlemen, 2020 sucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that 2020 sucked. Cheers However, to that. Yeah, we can cheers to 2020 cheers. sucking or 2020 being over. But obviously, we can sit here and talk for hours and dwell about all the negative things that happened in 2020. But I think it's more important to focus on you know, the good things that came out of 2020. This podcast wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for quarantining and self-isolating and being on lockdown. Uh, but it was exciting. We got to do work together. Uh, anytime Angela and I have a chance to do things together, it's always fun. We always make, we find the levity in there, and but we bring out the best in each other. I'm always proud of that. Uh, but babe, uh, one of my New Year's resolutions is to uh, not call you babe anymore. No, why is that? I don't know. I just thought about it. Like, I don't want to call you babe anymore. Okay. Are we elevating the uh, title, yeah. the yeah. queen, or? No. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of your uh, your followers can uh, suggest what I can call you. I was thinking, I was thinking, honey. Oh. Honey. Can I call you honey, honey? Sure. It sure. is sweet. Honey is sweet. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, what were your highlights of 2020, honey? 
Let me see. <laughs> Obviously, so, we haven't scripted anything here. No, this is completely off the cuff. So I think you brought up a good point. Uh, that, so this year has been an interesting year for couples. I think working from home together. For those of you who've had the um, the privilege to do that, such as we have, we've been in a place of privilege to work from home, isolate. Thankfully, we also have the privilege of having separate offices. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. Um, but it's although in the beginning stages, for those who don't know, we're going to peel the curtain back a little bit. Angelo finds a way to work anywhere at any time. And she just finds her space and she makes it her own. And I just have to accommodate her. But um, yeah, before her office was all set up, you know, the big fancy one with the wallpaper in the background with the little plants and stuff that you're all used to seeing. Yeah, she'll find a place. Or hearing, the, right? Or hearing. Be listening. Yeah. Oh, if you guys, if you all can't see us, just so you know, um, Angela's husband is a very handsome guy. <laughs> He's bald and bearded and beautiful. And so you're missing out on that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. YouTube blog. Yes, yeah, started. find us on whatever things. And Gabriel social. Howard. So, yes. Yeah, so yeah, you're all over home. the place. You're all over the place. There's no work-life balance when, when your life is your work and your working is your life at home. That so that is my first reflection. Is it's been a rough year for everybody. Whether you're working from home, whether you're working in an office or in a plant or in a lab or wherever your workplace is wherever your workplace was for this year it's been rough and um rough. you talk no you said rough. Rough, rough rough um and if you're working from home couples couples and families have had to adjust to the new working environment so we do not have children but we've been uh adjusting to each other and finding ways to separate work and life um but to be honest it's kind of been integrated in i don't think we've been able to avoid that i think routine is important um that's something that we discovered as husband and wife and new homeowners and dealing with this uh this this uh crisis is that we're we're, we're starting to redo our routines and kind of figuring it out i'm not a morning person i'm not a morning guy um she knew that when she married me um but she's she's up earlier than i am work needs her earlier than i be than i need to wake up but once we realize that she can wake up quietly which she still has yet to realize that there's a way to wake up quietly then there's a way to wake up and make so much noise every single way she goes as she finds clothes and stuff so that's something that we have to adjust to but you know uh we we made it work right it's working. We're not oh, killing each other. I'm, I'm cursing you out in my sleep. Yeah. Uh, but we've had a chance to kind of merge. I don't know. We've. I feel like we've had opportunities to merge our our lives a little bit with um, things like this podcast. So Norris is my producer. Uh, he helps me edit and make them sound and look lovely. And then, but also separate lives too, where uh, we've had to find ways to separate work and life. In pre-COVID 2020, I would leave the house, he would leave the house, and we'd meet back at a certain time for dinner in the house. But now it's all in one place. So that's been you know what I've noticed? Interesting. Our 2020, <laughs> all right, so for the folks listening, um, 
here's a, a trivia if you ever wanted to if someone ever asked what was the most overused sentence in our house every single day <laughs> every single day for all of 2020 do you have the answer i know already all right go ahead what are we doing for food? what are we doing for food <laughs> literally every single day that has been breakfast our... we'll have breakfast lunch and dinner pretty much what are we doing all for food? the time what are we doing for food all right, so we've had that. We talked about work-life balance. You, um, so this is actually another funny thing. So for those who know us or know me, I'm always like goofing around. I'm, I'm kind of the goofball. But Angela's always had to ask me at one point or another, she's always asked me when we're in a group setting, babe, what do I do? Tell me, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, what's my job? What do I do? And it's super hard to explain to the world and to normal human beings what the heck my wife does for a living. <laughs> she she kind of, it feels like she wears a bunch of hats, but I know she does a lot. And I've always tried to explain it. Oh, you know, HR, you know, it's, uh, you know, people, 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 yeah, organization, what else? What else? management. Tell people. them what, what else. Like. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Still don't know. But I guess I kind of do know now. And that's because of the, uh, the time I have working with her and learning while editing her podcast. And I got to, I guess, secondhand meet and learn from other folks who were your guests this year. Um, as I'm listening and editing and listening and editing, um, I, I, I learned a lot of you. I learned some things. Well, good. Well, I'm yeah. glad you can finally answer the question. What does your wife do? Just don't you know? ask it now. Okay. I will save you from that. Why? I still don't know. Someone Keep listening. Me. So we've got Someone a whole help. we've got a whole season two. I'm sure by the end of season two in 2021 he'll figure it out. So, um, so I want to talk about okay because I know you're on the job hunt, right? Oh, so we just for for context, uh, we moved from we moved we're Chicago natives lived lived here all, all our lives. We moved to the West Coast for about two years. I don't like when she says West Coast. It's Pacific, Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest, excuse me. Specifically. We specifically, Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. And then came back to the Chicagoland area just recently, ironically, to be with family, and then the pandemic hit. So um, Norris has been job hunting, and uh, I want to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question. Pretend you're one of my guests. Okay. What do you think? I can't wait to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you envision the future of work being once, let's say, 2021, get a job? Like, what are you, what are you wanting to step into? Like, as a, as a new hire, what are you looking to, are you wanting to work in an office? Do you like this setup of the remote? Like, what's the future of work for you? Hmm. With my, well, my long roundabout questions that you hate. <laughs> don't you guys hate when she does that? And she asks the question and then she kind of answers it, but then she asks it again. And then you had a thought and then you're like, oh, shoot, maybe I don't want to answer it that way. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, honestly, for me, the vision of work would be uh, future, work. future. What did I say? Vision. Vision, future. Vision, vision, vision. Right. Um, more uh, opportunities to work at my own time, mm. if that makes sense. So choice. Choice, okay. yeah. Because I feel, I've always felt, even pre-COVID, I always, and you've heard me complain and whine about it, like this whole nine to five thing and this whole eight to five, like this whole structure that we have where we, we went from, <laughs> this is, I don't know, maybe for your viewers and audience it might be different, but for me, you know, this regular schmuck like me, 
like as kids, we went to school, right? Let's just say nine to three, okay? And then we, we, we left school and then we went to high school and here we go again, nine to three or whatever it is. And then it's college and we still have the little options of choice, but like sometimes we can work at night, sometimes we can do this, but either way, we're always trapped into this schedule of being by like, you gotta do something during the day. But the people who aren't morning people who hit my, I hit my stride, you know, sometime early afternoon. That's like when I'm in my mode, when I'm in my zone. Sometimes I'm in my zone in, at night um, where I feel like, okay, I can get a lot of stuff done after dinner. Um, like I just don't like to be bounded by a schedule that's just there because like, what the heck, why? Like, why? We're no longer needing to be in offices anymore. People have proven to be effective and efficient at home during this pandemic, which is, I guess, a great positive thing for those who have that privilege, like you said. Um, I could just imagine that people have, you know, parents are working who probably want to get the heck out of the house <laughs> or, you know, people who are like the spouses well, are driving them a, nuts. That's a good point. You know, so I work with a company that half of our workforce, half of the workforce is, you know, uh, working from home, well, actually more than half, probably like 75% to 25% are working in the office and the people for a long time, people working from home, they're like, I've got kids running around because, you know, because of the pandemic, but in Assuming 2021 is a more optimistic year, we're not going to have that barrier, I hope, where kids will be in school, parents will be at home and can utilize the space and actually work from home yeah. <laughs> and not have distractions. So yeah. I just think time is, people have to have a whole new concept and understanding of time. Mm. And I feel like that's, usually people take that for granted or they have to fit everything in a certain amount of time. I think now time can be looked at more abstract and it can be like, you know, depending on the person, giving them an autonomy or some sort of sense of, uh, you know, empower them to feel like, hey, we trust you. I always thought that was the thing. Like for me as an ideal employee, mm -hmm. I want, I've always wanted my employers to get my trust right away. Trust me, I got this. I'll get this done, trust me. Once I earn that trust, then it's like, okay, let me, let me alone, let me handle this. <laughs> You know, I kind of want to get this done. I, yeah. I can get this done on my own. Just mm -hmm. trust me on this one. That's just the kind of style that I have. Um, but I don't know. You people. You people. You, pe you people, I think, are hopefully, I don't know, what do you think in 2021 and beyond? Are you your kind of people going to uh, trust more and expect people to get stuff done at home? And like, hey, you can work from home, but... You know, don't sit at home and watch TV, watch, you know, Maury for six hours marathon and Judge Judy. Do you I'm think, Maury. I don't know, what's the daytime stuff? So, Dr. Oz? Uh, Dr. Phil, Dr. all those Springer. shows. Yeah. So here's the thing. I believe in outcome outcomes, right? So as a leader, as an HR person, as someone who's running a company, I think there's going to be, certainly there's gonna be time where we need to get together. Like we need to, we need to gather as a group, we need to set strategy together, we need to start, start the new year off right, you know, set strategy, set, set priorities. So you need to have that sense of community throughout the year. But everything in between should be outcomes-based. So in order to do that, you need good leadership, you need leadership who knows how to structure that within their teams. You need good people. You need talent that is autonomous, like you said, and can, and can say, trust me, you give me a goal, I'm gonna hit it by the date that you tell me it needs to be done by. So 
That's my answer. Yeah, how do you, how do you outcomes? So how, what's, how do organizations um, communicate those outcomes? Uh, well, I think there's organizational priorities. So there's like five things that the organization needs to accomplish. I think, I think it's, I love seeing her. She's like on it right now. She's like so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I'm talking to her about this. I hate talking to her about this kind of stuff. Like, so I, I try to tell her like, I got it in me. I just, yeah, I gotta, you know, what are we doing for food? I'm trapped. What are we doing for food? I'm starving. I wanna, and I want to get back to New Year reflection. Yes, but I yes. want to get too deep in a rabbit hole. Um, Cause I talk about this all day with, with my guests. So organizational priorities, and then you've got to cascade those priorities all the way down to the individual. So if the organizational priority is to vaccinate every person in the entire world, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You've got to cascade that down to the state and the county. And the, and the the same thing happens within an organization, right? That's just an example. I'm just trying to I'm trying to show you the cascade of things and why leadership is so important with setting those priorities and making sure they get all the way down to the individuals who need to be doing the work. So that's well, my answer. In my head, all I could focus on was the word cascade, and I thought of the singer. Cascade. Because every time we touch, I can't oh, I didn't, Is I that cascade? I don't, I don't know. Gosh, if I'm wrong, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. All right, let's go back to reflection. Okay, reflection. Okay, so we reflected on new home. Mm -hmm. That was different. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we're, we're technically newlyweds. So it actually is like an interesting dynamic, right? Because we were newlywed. We didn't go on our honeymoon. COVID effed that up for us. Whoop. And now we're like literally around each other 24 seven. So we talked about working from home. What else, what other reflections do you have for 2020? 20? Other than 2020 sucking. Well, I'm, I'm gonna focus on finding something bad and then something good that came of it. Okay. So we talked about working from home and then the good that came out of mm -hmm. it. And then I don't think you can talk about 2020 without talking about you know, Black Lives Matter movement and all the racial and systemic uh, system, systematic problems that there are and that exist in this world. Which didn't crop up in 2020. They were just, it was more exposed and yeah. more, it was brought to light to, to people. Mm -hmm. So obviously we can talk about how shitty that was and how shitty it is, but then you can think about how, I guess, organizations are recognizing it and acknowledging that there is biases and there is differences and there is systemic problems mm -hmm. and um i want to add to that go for it girl um, let me piggyback on that let me use, my, ahead, let me use my my corporate lingo let's piggyback on that to say that i have also been it's been a great opportunity for self-reflection and learning and unlearning um about systemic systemic racism institutional racism sexism and understanding how systems create or can potentially dismantle these things. So um, we had a guest uh, season, well, season one, I, I can't remember the episode, but uh, Tayo Roxon talked about um, the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizations as a, as a system and an institution. Um, but that's been a huge 
learning opportunity for me to really approach my work with that lens mm. of anti-racism and anti-sexism, which is a lot different than just saying we're going to implement a DEI program. So that's been a great learning and reflection point for me. And, and being a biracial woman uh, who's half black, half white, it's been, uh, yeah, a huge reflection point. So. And then if you're talking about through different lenses and different perspectives, for me being at, like, unemployed right now, seeking employment, um, I've had a few, I mean, I've been interviewed left and right. And for some reason, these people are making tremendous mistakes in their lives by picking someone else besides me. Like, how dare you? Um, no, but they are, like, those are the questions that I'm asking um, that, you know, even though, even though I'm not new, or like this isn't new to me. Like I know racism exists. I know um, systems are in place that put people at a disadvantage or vice versa out there. It's been, you know, it's been happened. Um, it's caused me to start asking questions to see, is this organization walking the walk or they're just talking the talk? Um, yeah, because the, the, the gap is narrowing, right, for, yeah. for organizations. I mean, our generation is kind of like, we're millennials, so we're like, we're like the, the old folks at this point, you know, the old veterans, I guess, because now Generation Z is coming to the workplace, and they're, they're very self-aware when it comes to social justice. I feel like you're always the oldest person in the room if you're the first person to bring up generations. Well, it's part of my job. You always do that. And just, I mean, we're talking about like generations. Back in my day. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's how I feel, right? I mean, generation millennials, Gen X, uh, baby boomers. I mean, we've got basically like five to six generations in the workplace right now, which is, which is extremely, it's extremely diverse and inspiring, right? To have all these different perspectives. But I will tell you, this next generation, Gen Z, our kids at some point, well, they're going to be like a whole other generation, like Gen Double Z. Double Z. Who knows? But social justice. Crazy. <laughs> social justice is a huge focus. Social responsibility is a huge focus for this upcoming workforce. And so we've got to turn our focus away from millennials. We're we're old. We're like almost in our 40s. We're in the work. We're like 50, 40 to 50 percent of the workforce right now. So stop piss, focusing on millennials. So many people off by saying that we're old. We're not old, but we we are not. You're the college kids that I think sometimes people think like the, all the, those millennials. The target demographic is not necessarily it's not millennials anymore. anymore. It's we're not. we're already here. We're already here. Yeah. There's 40 to 50 percent of the workforce are millennials right now. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, we're old, we're old, we'll call it old news. <laughs> we're old news. Gen Z is here and they are, the gap is really narrowing to focus and, and take a stance on these issues. So, but as a millennial who has a Gen Z heart and spirit, <laughs> I, I don't want to work for an organization, right? Or work with an organization that doesn't have a clear stance on these things either. So. Right, or people who just go on Twitter and write a hashtag or mm -hmm. just let's just write something and then just move on like all right, we, we can all do that. that's it but yeah. like to actually have actionable and like actual taking actual action action actions all the actions a 
<laughs> and I think what that comes down to is it's, it's looking at your processes, your policies, your programs, the way you hire talent, the objective performance measures that you put into place, uh, that it's really doing an audit of everything you've been work, working on and doing for the last however many years your organization has been standing. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole revamp, um, which is tough for some organizations to, to do, so. See, that's like one of the main takeaways that I got out of listening to your podcast um, is the fact that so many people, most of your, I think almost every single one of your guests has mentioned and acknowledged the fact that people are people even when they're not working for you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's one of my big takeaways. And that's rare on my end where I've worked in different organizations I've been in, whether it's in student affairs or in education or in higher education or in nonprofits. Um, it's, it's always easy for people to want to say that, you know, everyone matters. You're, you know, hey, Angela, we, we care about you, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, make sure you clock in and make sure you clock out and blah, blah, blah. Like there's still those... Make sure you have tos. Um, I mean, as an HR, as an HR bred person, you, those those things are important. You've got to be objective, but but you've got to implement some human centered design into that's everything. That's the word, human centered. Human centered. Human centered. Design. Yes. yes, and you've got to design everything from a human perspective. So, of course, there are some things that have to be automated or machine generated, but the end of the day you're working with people and what what needs to have a human touch and you all know what we mean by human touch you know it's human touch yes yeah, a big squeeze the big squeeze so what else what else so we talked about working from home we talked about social injustice and social responsibility i'll just wrap that one up and i just hit myself in the face i wrapped i'll wrap that one up by saying that Part of my work in realizing kind of how all this comes together is organizations have a grave responsibility for the community, communities in which they operate. So how I see it is you've, you're employing all of these people and they're going home to their families and they're entering their, re-entering their communities every night after five o'clock or six o'clock. As an organization who's employing these people and impacting them for eight hours a day, eight, eight hours a day, and their lives eight hours a day, they're taking that, that back to their communities, they're taking that back to society. So as an organization, you have a, a grave responsibility to treat people like humans and, and consider your, your workplace as a destination for someone to live out their purpose. So they go out and back into those communities and back to their family units to contribute. Mm. So that is mm. that is how I will wrap of that. Yes, queen. <laughs> honey, <laughs> queen, honey, honey, queen, honey. honey queen. I, I prefer queen. Yeah, I, I, like, I like queen. Yeah. I've been watching The Crown on Netflix, and so I kind of just feel really wow. elevated right now. Like, so, so how I, do you want to wrap up? I'm, wrap up i got yeah. so many other reflections come on it's like already like we have what do we got to do something for food i gotta pick it up okay okay no, so, I'm kidding. we got time i the third thing i want to mention is boundaries oh. so 
So I have learned quite a bit about boundaries this year. Okay. So this all kind of ties in, right? So working from home, we all have a new way of working. We all have a new way of interacting with each other. And so I've been especially proud of myself. And maybe you don't see it because you see me working all the time. But I have been setting some really solid professional and personal boundaries that make me feel like I'm in control, that make me feel like I'm nurturing myself. And so, I don't know, do you, do you see that? Or is it just, is it a, an optical illusion that I've created for myself? Uh, I mean, I don't, two parts. One, um, I've, I've seen it, I've noticed it. But two, I don't think that's important. Why? I don't think it's important for me to notice where, oh. what you're, you know, mm-hmm. like that's for you. It's a, it's a you thing. Like you're reflecting, reflecting. It's your personal goal. It's your personal thing. Well, I'm supporting whatever you, whatever the heck you do. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember. I, mean, I don't want to go back too personal, but like, there's times where you're you're working in the middle of the night, and I'm like, in the past, and I told you, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, go to bed, go to sleep. <laughs> night night. It's time. It's time to go to sleep. Um, yeah, I just gotta get. I want to get ahead of work tomorrow. I want to do this. So having meetings that taking, you know, years ago, you took meetings at night, like after dinner. And then I, obviously you don't do that anymore. So that's a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I noticed. Okay. I'll say, good. I'll be noticing. I'm glad. I'm glad. So I have been setting boundaries and that's been important. I think for, as we're all getting used to this new reality of working from home and working remotely, it's like, well, where do you stop? And where do you start? And are you on all the time? Uh, I mean, we're all in front of screens like this constantly. And, you know, there's been times where I'm like, after two o'clock, I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing any more Zoom calls. I can't do it anymore. I'm over it. You said zoom out. It's time to zoom out. So we're all adjusting to this weird reality, this, this future of work um, that I don't think is going away. I mean, I think we've learned that we can be productive. Of course, there's some opportunities where being alive with somebody is important. Yeah, but see, like, if the thing is, I'm not wearing pants in this call, and nobody <laughs> knows that, and it's crazy <laughs> that when we Definitely go back, wearing, when he's we, wearing shorts. When we go, no, don't lie. I'll show you. <laughs> no, hey, hey. <laughs> humanly possible after dark. Rated R. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, she's gonna kill me after this. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing for food? What are we doing for food? <laughs> um, okay, so wait, real quick, babe, honey, queen. Um, my last question for you is, what are some of your, what's your vision? Give us your audio vision board. Like, what is your goal mm-hmm. for 2021? I'm not going to say your New Year's resolution, because that's corny. Um, what are some, and I know goals is like your good words. That's, those are your buzzwords. <laughs> Angela loves the word goals (laughs) and vision, objective. I'm talking dirty right now. I can't wait. (laughs) After dark, no, Um, no. All joking aside, Um, what are some of your goals for 2021? (laughs) Edit, edit. So, wow, that's a good question. Let's make it specific to your podcast. 
Season one had some great guests. I mean, awesome, awesome guests. Yep. I think it's um, about getting a bit more real about what's to come post post COVID. You know, one of the things that you mentioned to me, my fantastic producer. You know, you mentioned that it would be helpful to have like some like challenging, like some healthy debate. So. There's a lot of debate to be had around the future of work right now, what's effective and what's not. So I think a little bit more uh, grittiness and um, challenging with guests. Um, we learned at our, during our last episode, episode 10, that three guests actually works great for a conversation. So maybe having two people who oppose, have opposing views or can challenge each other, I think, you know, I really want to dig into the idea of um, the human experience. You know, we've been talking about work workplaces a lot, but, you know, what are some things that carry over? Um, we're having a guest next season who is going to talk about spirituality and purpose and how those things connect. Ooh. So that's a bit different. Um, and talking to people who have, who are just reinventing the world of human resources and HR and really thinking critically about what needs to change because really we've I, I read a stat the other day that we're closer to 2030 than we we are to 2019 so after once 2021 hits hold on my brain is catching up to what you just said we're closer to 2030 than we are to 2019 oh that's dope because of all the progress we've made this past and like year. price is right like when you go over you lose but we're not going to lose. I don't know. No, no, I'm saying like, never mind. <laughs> Somebody got it. Somebody understood that. I don't know. I don't no, know. that's pretty cool. That's but crazy. That's, that's the reality. We're all accelerating forward. And so how do we, how do we create <clears throat> workplaces where that opportunity can happen and how we can unleash creativity and ideas and innovation that is ripe for the change that needs to happen right now. And so that's what I'm excited about. What about personally? Uh -huh. why, don't you tell, why don't you tell everybody what you're personally looking forward to and your mm -hmm. goals for 2021? Honestly, 2020 has been rough. So I'm just glad I survived. <laughs> I'm glad I survived. I want to get my, um, I've been on a journey to like mental health and mindfulness and um, like syncing up my mind and my body and like things like waking up earlier and not rushing through life. Um, I definitely want to travel. I mean, one of the things that's been rough on me in 2020 is not traveling. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go on our honeymoon. We're going to go travel. We're mm -hmm. going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know, we get to kind of test limits because I feel like in 2021, um, since we're probably going to be in a hybrid working environment, you know, we can be a little bit more flexible about where we stay and where we live. and Where you choose to make your office for the day. Exactly, like in a corner. Or, or under or on a beach somewhere exactly Hawaii. a resort yeah oh now you're talking my language <laughs> so we're all inclusive and amazing yes let's do it we're gonna yes. do a can we can we do a podcast when we're laying oh out? yes absolutely you think people would want to see that i don't know we'll see how this one goes <laughs> and i'll tell yeah. you let us know let us know, yeah. let us know. but i want to ask you the same question what are your what are your goals for 2020 well travel is absolutely at the top yeah. of my list um yeah, I mean, for me, it's obviously I want to put more attention to my health physically and mentally. I think 2020 took a 
took its toll on a lot of people's personal, like emotional well-beings and mental health. And I'm one of those, I'm guilty of it, but I'm also proud of the progress that I've made uh, in 2020 is like when you hit a wall, like it's up to you to, you know, if you're going to stay down or you're going to get up and, you know, luckily I've had you by my side to, you know, give me a helping hand to help me up. But, you know, 2021, I'm not going to make any promises or anything because it was this day last year. We were like, 2020 is going to be the greatest. Woot, woot. We had a, what was our theme? We were uh, um, like speakeasy. No. Yeah, speakeasy. It was like the Gatsby, the 20s, the 20s, the, the roaring 20s the roaring. into 2020. So and we did then all that. 2020. And then, yeah, all that. So maybe we can just like move on and just put 2020 in the past, not make any more mistakes. Healing. That's the word floating in my brain. We've got to heal. Yeah. So 2021 for me is just about improving and taking steps forward and kind of making up for lost time and take advantage of the moments that are presented to you. Because at the end of the day, we've unfortunately we this is proof that you know moments can come and just like that, everything can be taken away from you. The things that we love to do, like I am uh i love being around people like the social gatherings was like my thing social gatherings. they took it away from me. they took it away from me social gatherings like is was my was my strength and i got taken away from me uh traveling was one of my favorite things to do yank took that away from me uh sporting events all that stuff they all took it away from me so i'm like but then it's about paying attention and then we came back from life in seattle to spend more time with our families mm -hmm. and they took that away from us too so like we're barely seeing our own families and we're we're only we're under we're less than an hour away so that sucks so but it's time for no more excuses let's put this all behind us and take advantage of all the little things that we have the little moments that we have like you and i like whether we're binge watching a tv show or um you know kind of doing our own thing spending some time doing some editing or talking or just going for a drive and you know when the weather was nice going for a quick little walk i want to do more of that in 2021 um because it's those little things that it's up to me to magnify and that's what i want to do in 2021 i love it and getting out of the house i mean just this this year has taught us about all the things that i mean as much as i so i'm more of an introvert than he is um you were certainly the extrovert in the household so Extra. this wasn't this wasn't bad for me i mean i loved getting up grabbing some coffee spending time with myself getting a workout like this the routine around this was not bad but for you i can imagine it was yeah. it was it was bad so i think in 2021 we have to take advantage of opportunities travel do things we've never done before it's it's the year to do that because we now know what it means to literally just be in the house for an entire year. <laughs> yeah, we take we've we've taken things for granted. I think everyone that's probably one thing that if everyone sat there and reflected on them mm -hmm. on what they existed, what what happened in twenty twenty is there was at least one thing that you took for granted and you didn't realize it until twenty twenty happened. And maybe that's one of the great takeaways from this podcast today is. You know, once you realize what you took for granted, whether it was a, whether it was a simple hug 
like being able to hug your mom or your grandma or your family member um or mm -hmm. to you know those hugs like i'm for me i'm a middle eastern man like we hug all the time <laughs> like we're very touchy-feely i took the we don't we can't do it we took that for granted um but like the little things i think that's the most important like um i just wanted to take the opportunity to thank everybody for listening supporting um being a part of the conversation that uh, it's taken me this long to actually like share with people these are conversations i've been having for a while and so i hope this gave this season gave you a glimpse into i think some important valuable information as we go into 2021 but also me as a human and you've met my husband now so you know what i deal with dean my husband slash producer but be, be beyond <laughs> beyond all that i also want to say thank you to you for doing this oh, and having that courage to come ill having that courage <laughs> to come out and actually do this podcast and not only motivating me in the process but probably inspiring uh those who are listening as well and helping being being, cha being that change she's a brilliant 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 person and i knew that always and i'm sitting here every day with this best kept secret literally in my arms and and now that the fact that you're out there and you're you're broadcasting it to the entire world and you're sharing just a little piece of your brain that just means the world is that much better and it's all because of you oh cheers to that